What the fuck is up, Absurdus? Welcome to Electric Chair, where we sift through all the noise to bring you the most nonsensical tracks and artists of the week with a healthy dosage of analysis and commentary. I'm your host and executioner, Peyton Dunn. And I'm Shibo. And last week we talked all about Lil Yachty's new album, Let's Start Here, his brand new psych rock album, complete left turn for the artist. But today we're going to be analyzing more of the business side of this. Right after the release of that album, Quality Control, Lil Yachty's label got acquired by Hybe Entertainment, which for those of you that don't know, started off as a K-pop label. It's primarily known for their artist, BTS. Might have heard of them before. Smooth like butter, like criminal undercover. Who is now obviously going to be going off to military service, but I think it's so interesting, Sibo. Quality Control is such an influential label in the history of rap, but the fact that Hybe decided to pick this out of any other label is also kind of astonishing to me. There's so many independent hip-hop labels out there that I could have acquired with so many different influential artists, but for some reason, Quality Control was the, the one, even though most of the careers of most of the artists on that label, Migos, Lil Yachty, their cultural influence had seemingly peaked years ago. Migos hasn't really been as relevant since 2016. They obviously brought the triple of flow into trapping, really popularized it in that extent. They haven't been as really culturally relevant since then. And it seemed like it was the same thing with Lil Yachty until Let's Start Here. But now we're here where quality control is owned by a K-pop company, which is so interesting to me. Yeah, I think this is really just a part of Hybe's long-term strategy in the sense that the second people started talking about, oh crap, BTS has to go to the army, they made a new boy band and they did a TV show called Island and they made the boy band TXT. It was like a competition show. The devil said. And that boy band has now since then been topping charts not only in Korea but also around the world whenever they drop. It's classic like, rabid K-pop fan fashion stuff. I think they're working on a new girl band but when Hype America started I do think that the reason why the best decision might have been for them to go with QC is because of how nice the catalog they have. I mean Takeoff is dead and Migos will never be the same anymore. Rest in peace. City Girls, however, has never held that level of cultural relevancy aside from a few moments of virality. Little Baby, however, is an artist that will last, I think, in terms of relevancy. Maybe even if Little Baby does not drop, the backlog of his hits is going to carry on for quite a minute. And same goes for Yachty. I don't think Yachty's ever going to be as famous, as relevant, or as high in streams as he was when he made Minnesota and tracks around that time. But the cultural relevancy in terms of how many people keep talking about these artists in the future while talking about specific movements, maybe the SoundCloud movement, maybe the trap movement coming up out of Atlanta. They're going to keep mentioning these names and these things are keep going to getting more streams. So that's part of, I think, where they come from. And Hype has been moving in this direction for years, pretty much. In 2020, they acquired all of Scooter Braun's assets, which included uh, SB Projects and Big Machine Label Group, which made Braun the CEO of Hype North America. And if you know anything about the music business, 
Scooter Braun is an absolute fucking legend. He knows his shit. I mean, most people like who are outside of the music business most likely know him from his drama with Taylor Swift and her catalog. But he's made so many good business moves over the years. I mean, I think it best epitomized by his work with Justin Bieber and yeah. making him into to an absolute superstar. Braun's such a well-respected name in this industry that that's just opened the door for them to make any level of acquisitions and really build themselves across genres, across continents, which I think made him the perfect person to acquire the quality control catalog as and the company as well. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, Justin also just sold his catalog. So not only was some of that probably a Scooter Braun check, once Scooter sold his company, all of his artists also got a little bit of a kickback out of it. And Scooter is known to be a guy that's often sometimes seen as controversial because of his very shrewd business mindset. But clearly he's been making these moves for a hot minute and knows how to build a successful company. So perfect guy to run QC. And I think his move to acquire quality control was very strategic. He could have bought any number of record labels from around the country. He could have bought Dreamville. He could have bought TDE. Both of those would have had super influential artists that now would have been controlled by Hype. But by acquiring quality control, he acquired one of the most influential record labels in Atlanta, which I think is super important. Obviously, Atlanta is the birthplace of trap. And if you acquire the roots then now you're controlling the entire beast of trap music. And you can work your way out more easily than if you acquired something all the way from LA. And that really set the stage for Scooter Braun to make hype legendary in the hip-hop space. If he had messed up that first acquisition, it would have been super detrimental. And it would have been a possibility that hype wouldn't have been able to work in hip-hop ever again. Yeah, that's quite true. I think QC is really a safe bet in that sense with TDE or Dreamo, they're really just imprints for bigger artists, but their catalog and the group of artists they have is really so diverse that it spans all these areas, but it's, it doesn't have its hold in something as grounded as the Atlanta scene. And frankly, anything and everything that comes out of the Atlanta scene, QC has high level of involvement in, which when it gets big. Another scene I think of is Memphis. So Yo Gotti and his guys. AMG 63s. I tell all my hoes, rake it up, break it down, bag it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, bag it up, bag it up, bag it up, bag it up, rake it up, rake it up, rake it up, rake it up, bag 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 it up. I tell all my hoes. Or anybody coming out of that area, I can think of Key Glock, I can think of Rest in Peace, Young Dolph, people coming from these areas really would have made for good choices, but those things are up and coming. QC established, QC is proven, and the team, the people that run it, it's really damn good. You know, it's been working, so they can make little Baby successful. If they can revive little Yachty after making him successful, if they can get City Girls to consistently be relevant, even though artists who build their careers off of moments of virality are known to not last, it's it's something to pay attention to. And the Memphis scene, I mean, I think it's great that you mentioned they're up and coming. It could have been a good choice to build growth in the future. But I think something that's critical to realize is that Memphis is also past its peak at the same time. It used to be so culturally influential for the worlds of like rock and roll and blues that now if you look at what it used to be, it's just kind of a fraction of its old self. So in that way, it wouldn't have been as good of a, a, a view for people to look at as acquiring something in Atlanta. Atlanta was up and coming like a decade ago and now is so established. But Atlanta didn't have the history in the music industry way before that, way before trap music really put it on the map, which really helped Scooter Braun to like solidify himself as a part of that that narrative. Yeah. And I think something that's popularly been going around on Twitter is like people waiting for that little baby and jungle collab because BTS has been kind of moving into that territory of collaborating with outside artists. Like, I can think of Max being an artist. I can think of Charlie Booth being an artist. They really made, made a hit together. Yeah.
I don't think by any means this is a decision which incorporates those facets of Hybe and how they will enter America. This is really completely a move into marking territory in front of, I would say, even major labels or other popular hip-hop scenes across the USA and saying, hi, we are here and we are more than just BTS. We don't need those collabs. Sure, it will help them, but really with the power they have now, it shows that 300 million, not a chump change for a label to put out. They are kind of establishing themselves as here, we're here to play. We're ready to do it too. So let the games begin. Let the games begin, indeed. But that's all we have for you today. Thank you all so much for tuning into Absurdus Electric Chair. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Absurdus underscore IO and at our website, Absurdus.io. If you like what you heard today and want to follow us along our executionary journey, you can follow us or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also rate us five stars or leave a like on the episode to help us spread the absurd word to even more listeners. I'm your host and executioner, Peyton Dunn. And I'm Shiva. And we'll see you all next time.